0: This is Energy of Business Moments with Michael Seip, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their business success into your life and business. Energy of Business Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Michael Seip.
1: Hey, everyone, welcome to the Strategic Advisor Board Energy of Business Moments podcast. I'm Michael Sype, your host. And today we've got Ryan Martin of Fulfillment Co. He owns three companies and he, that are operated out of Colorado Springs. And it's great to have him here on the show today because he's got some great insight. Ryan, welcome to the show.
0: Michael, thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, great to have you here. Well, Ryan, I, I said a little bit that you're in Colorado Springs. I know that as a customer of the Mail Center myself, I know a little bit about your business. But hey, let's tell us some more you, your, about your background and then how you got your business started.
0: Yeah, thanks. Um, and it's funny when we first connected that I didn't even know you were one of my mailbox customers. But uh, yeah, um, right now I'm, I'm still an active duty uh, Army helicopter pilot, but I started uh buying uh, a business back in Colorado Springs when I was a young lieutenant. And just uh, from there, the businesses have grown and we've expanded and got into different niches and kind of taken it from there. Uh, Right now, I physically live in in Richmond, Virginia, and I got two wonderful business partners, a husband-wife team, Brian and Jen Rorick, who manage the day-to-day. And if you were to give me a title, it'd be chief strategy officer or or chief fire starter. They like to say that I start all the fires that ask them to contain.
1: Yeah. Great. Great. Well, good. Well, t- tell me a little bit more about uh, Fulfillment Co. and how that operates and, and what you're doing there.
0: Yeah. Fulfillment Co. is a third-party logistics business. Uh, it's operated out of Colorado Springs. And uh, it really grew out of just a necessity from the mail center. So like yourself, you're a, a mailbox holder with a business. And there were plenty of other businesses who were renting mailboxes from me. And Dropping off packages every single day, and and one day one such business came and dropped off a whole bunch of packages of these collapsible EDM rave hula hoops, and wow. they they compressed down to a tiny size, and she was shipping them out and dropping off just tons uh, to me. And I was taking them, you know, just processing them as a USPS drop off. But then uh, I just kind of thought to myself, like, well, how can I make a you know a margin or help this business uh, grow or offset some of the uh, the logistics that she had we i didn't even have the name for it being fulfillment but it started off with her sending me an excel spreadsheet once a week and i'd manually gin up all the labels Uh, i found her reduced shipping rates and uh, had like a 50 cent margin on this and Mm -hmm. uh thought it was pretty good you know that was a pretty good margin to start with um and then we just started reaching out to some of our other businesses that have mailboxes with us and and took it from there um the big break for us was this one company uh, that, uh, did a Kickstarter. So they were pre-revenue, pre-sales, pre-figuring anything out. And, uh, they had some components coming from China, others from India. They needed a place to uh, warehouse assemble and, uh, ship it out to these 800, you know, backers from their fundraising campaign. And that's where we got involved and kind of really started partnering with, uh, e-commerce businesses. Cause we started off where, you know, the, if, The client can literally come into your door and ask you how their fulfillment's going or or an order's messed up or, you know, uh, why is it cost this much for for that kind of service? Then, uh, you know, we kind of have that small business partnering uh, attitude that we took to uh, every e-commerce business that's come into us. And then eventually we we got big enough where it outgrew the back room of the pack and ship store. It, It outgrew my first business partner's girlfriend's garage. It outgrew... (laughs) <laughs> uh, small a small uh, office space we were renting for 450 bucks a month on Craigslist uh, from Craigslist uh, ad and then now we're in in a, some proper warehouse space.
1: Yeah, wow! Congratulations on that expansion. You know, starting small with the 50 cent margin and then just keep going and see an opportunity and then reaching out. Um, that's pretty impressive. So, um, what I love about what you're talking is is how the kind of energy that you bring to your business is one of expansion mindset really and and so how would you describe that mindset that you have is that just something that's natural to you or are you just always looking for solutions and just looking to expand that way how would you describe that kind of mindset you have
0: um, I think first off in business is just maybe just following the dollars, seeing where the opportunities are. Uh, you had all these businesses selling a whole bunch of widgets online, and they didn't get into business to to pack and ship and worry about corrugate and bubble margins. Uh, you know, They got into business because they had a brand or a product or a message they wanted to sell. So I knew that I could offload a lot of that work, a lot of that headaches, a lot of the ankle biters that there were some some good margins to be had and then just had i guess the the risk tolerance to double down like it doesn't hurt having a a good w2 paying job in order to take those kinds of risks but uh, it was a calculated risk still all the same um and uh and yeah just took it just took it from there just one one avenue a- at a time and just kind of like a never say no attitude if you doing a whole bunch of subscription boxes we can find out how to do subscription boxes do you have a 3D printed uh, product on demand, we can do that too. So it's been really cool just seeing all the different industries out there that's come through our warehouse.
1: Yeah, that sounds actually kind of fun where you're in that mode of like, if if it, even if there's a little bit of risk, there's an opportunity. And if I can take advantage of that opportunity and help somebody else out while I'm doing that, it's sort of a charitable business moment where, yeah, it's a benefit to you, but you're also helping other businesses grow. How true is it that you feel great about doing that?
0: Yeah, I'd say uh, the first kind of good feeling, successful moment where I knew there was something to Fulfillment Co. Uh, was when the client with the uh, that first came to us, our first big client, just took off from like a Kickstarter campaign to doing a couple order hundred orders a month. And we were doing all the assembly and logistics for them. Uh, and then all of a sudden, they got a purchase order from uh, Urban Outfitters. Wow! And as far as the logistics they budgeted, it was $80,000. And I got a check for $80,000. And I just had to figure out how to make it work, how to get two shipping containers from China, a couple crates from India into Colorado, and then assemble 5,400 high-end water bottles, and then ship them to uh, Urban Outfitters warehouse. And I knew anything that I could do underneath that was mine to keep. And so that was like a nice, nice, nice moment. We've moved on from, from from water bottles to a niche product called chicken nipples that's selling like hot cakes. Uh, wow. A little widget that goes into a, uh, for agrarian farmers that you stick sure. into a water barrel where the the old method, I guess, is just poking a hole in the side of it and letting the water drain out. And now it's a perfectly sized nipple for a chicken to uh, peck and distributes the perfect amount of water. So we learn all sorts of interesting things from our, our clients in 3D printing, inject mold uh, in the in the exploding CBD and, and kratom markets, it's been it's been a wild ride and just exposed me to a lot of different businesses.
1: Great, well that that is neat. And you know, when you see all these different products, I, I'm wondering how often do you do the gears go in your head where you're like, oh, if I could get that company talking to that company, they might be able to make something together here. How often does that happen for you?
0: Yeah, we've made some connections. I think. Um, <clears throat> You know, we don't give away any kind of proprietary information, but we have one company that, that sells a certain tea product and they were looking for a CBD infused honey product to complement it, having a lot of issues with that, uh, finding that kind of niche to complement the tea. And, and with enough time, a, a company that did uh, New Zealand honey uh, came into our warehouse and, and they were doing a CBD version of that product and uh, just made that connection. Uh, another time, a 3D printer, you know, has an army of 18 3D printers just uh, going nonstop in their garage and refilling our our bins at the warehouse, and was able to connect him with a you know a special engineering product for another client. So, uh, just making those connections has really been interesting. And it's always led to more business. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'd say the doing right by our clients and doing right by our clients' manufacturers uh, has has really paid off because when Someone comes in for you know a couple pallets of a certain product. If it doesn't sell, that manufacturer doesn't get any kind of of, of sell through. They don't get that repeat business. But when they have a good three PL like us, um, you know, we found found that they just keep referring new clients for the different things that they manufacture to be fulfilled out of our warehouse.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's awesome, uh, and I love how your business is growing there. You know, sometimes, especially in the supply chain world today there's obviously a lot of talk about disruption to the supply chain how would you say that's affected you and how have you pivoted around that
0: so you know the, the models of, of buying big buying cheap in china and getting it into america like just in time uh fulfillment uh is definitely been challenged uh we still see plenty of clients still doing that uh but lags and and out of stocks in their businesses but there's a lot of good manufacturers in america uh, the 3D printers around us, the CBD labs around us, um, we're reaching out to local Colorado-based manufacturers um, in order to shorten the logistic lines of their clients. So if right down the road we're picking up, you know, a couple pallets of, of that client's products, bringing it into our warehouse, probably just saved them $800 on freight right there instead of shipping it out to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um and having that that quick flash to bang being able to uh, know that you need to reorder you know what your lead times are on that american manufacturing is a lot more solidified nothing's perfect but uh a lot more solidified than hoping that uh, a partial uh shipping container from china gets in through the port of los angeles in time
1: mhm mhm yeah yeah good well it sounds like that experience and then obviously knowing locally those manufacturers helps see solutions when people are used to doing that bulk order from overseas and then getting disrupted that way. So good for you to have that perspective. Um, so my next question for you is if you could meet anybody in the world to, you know, deceased or living, who would that be and why?
0: That would be my all-time favorite entrepreneur, uh, Sam the, uh the banana jobber from Uh, the time of uh, United Fruit, who uh, came to America with no money in his pocket, and uh, just saw an opportunity of selling uh, ripe bananas. Because back then, if a banana wasn't perfectly green, uh, they wouldn't actually, uh, they wouldn't, they would sell them on on the dirt cheap, because they had to get these bananas all over the place. And so he saw an opportunity to just rent out space in a freight car and just sell out the back of uh, the freight car directly to manufacturers along his, uh, his, his trip. So he'd you know go from uh, New Orleans out to Georgia, New Orleans out to uh, you know Chicago, and just sell bananas out of the back of the truck all day to local grocery stores. And that's kind of the beginning of maybe a DTC or a small base B2B business. And I just think that's brilliant. And, and he also had a whole bunch of master strokes in business, uh, later on that I just love uh, knowing about him and studying about what he did. There's a book about him called The uh, The Fish That Ate the Whale. And that's kind of yeah. how he, being a majority shareholder, being forced to sell to United Fruit, ended up taking over United Fruit in an in, in early hostile takeover, if there was ever a definition of it.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's, uh sounds like a really great story and obviously got some good stuff that's relevant to today. It's not, you know, too old. Some of those principles still s- stick around for a long time. So, thanks for sharing that, Ryan. How can people get a hold of you and t- uh, you know know more about your business?
0: Well, I'm on LinkedIn. If you look up uh, Ryan Martin and Fulfillment Co. or Ryan Martin and the Mail Center or Colorado Springs Fingerprinting, uh, I'm the only one that comes up. And then also uh, my direct line to the email I monitor most is uh, at my Fulfillment Co. website. So fulfillmentco.com uh, and then contact us and it'll lead you right to info at fulfillmentco.com. So I'm on the sales side of our, uh, of our business and I, and I do the initial onboarding and integration with uh, all our new clients. Uh, that's kind of the role I play right now is a sales and onboarding role. And, uh, and that's how you can get in touch with me because that's the one I monitor the most, info at fulfillmentco.com.
1: Great. Well, thank you, Ryan. You know, as, as owner and having that strategic vision of where to go and being able to sense that sales opportunities, I think you're in the great spot. So thanks again for being on the show today. I appreciate it very much. There's some great content for people, and I'm really pleased to have had you here.
0: Michael, thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Energy of Business Moments with your host, Michael Seip. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.